0: Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Alford, the host of All Andy Alford, and you're listening to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the plethora of platforms, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Now, Stitcher, and so many more. However you're listening to me, wherever you're listening to me, thank you for tuning into the program tonight, as this is a special Falcon Friday edition of the program, as we do this show live on Facebook Live. So this show is unedited, uncensored. And full of information. And you can always be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred. And find me on Facebook at AndyAlfred. So for now, let's start the show. Oh, Friday. Falcon Friday has finally come. Oh. A big weekend. For sports in the Northwest Ohio area, can the Lions continue the run and get a second win and continue to be undefeated as they head to Philly, Philly? While the Browns welcome in the Rams on Sunday night football, the Indians are 17-1. Against the Detroit Tigers. Unbelievable. The road to 120 continues for those same Tigers. Ohio State. Can't look past Miami of Ohio. While Michigan coming off of the bye. Heads to Madison. It's not going to be a happy badger. Toledo travels Across the country to Colorado State for a night game that could set up to be an interesting one. And Bowling Green heads down and across the state of Ohio to the Golden Flashes in Kent State. All the questions will be answered tonight. All the answers will be made. As this is all Andy Alford on this Falcon Friday, right here on the Anchor Network. Guess who's back? All oh, Andy Alford. Yes. And a shot at a goal. 24 runs in the span of really a shutout. Awesome. Dumbino shut to a home run. Goal, way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down. Chicago Bears. Two, two. it's time for All Andy Alfred. And with that, I say, Ah oh, I love you guys. And welcome in to another edition of All Andy Alfred on this Falcon Friday, Friday edition of the program. As you are listening to us tonight on the Anchor Network, and that is with the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes and Apple Music. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you listen to the podcast. Thank you so, sir, very much for joining us tonight, and you can always be a part of the program by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred, it is at AllAndyAlfred, so welcome into the program tonight. Some housekeeping notes to pass along to you. First and foremost, as most of you know, we do this show every Friday on Facebook Live. Well, I going to say this, our computer system for the show took a little bit of a nose crap today. We had to go to the reboot system and it is working now. Uh, we And that reboot system is where we would usually do the Facebook show. Um, so... We're in a transition phase. It's going to be taking us about five to seven days to get the new part to come in for this, especially if it was being f- falling on a Friday. So now it's going to be even a little bit longer. We will have another Falcon Friday edition of the program for you guys. Not next week because Bowling Green will have the bye. We will be back for the big Notre Dame game, of course, and it's a full week of shows. We'll get to the housekeeping when we get to Andy Rants. Upcoming, and well as as well as finding you'll find out a big event that's happening with this podcast as well. So welcome into the program and welcome into All Andy Alfred. Like I said, you can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at All Andy Alfred, as well as on Facebook.com/slash All Andy Alfred. So welcome into the program. We got a lot to get into tonight. Of course, we're going to recap what has happened on the ice as the Jackets have had two preseason games. One, the opening night on Tuesday night against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll talk about that. Also, we'll talk about their game against the Pittsburgh Penguins this past Thursday night, yesterday evening, and preview their game tomorrow at 2 o'clock as they take on those same Pittsburgh Penguins. Also, we'll dive onto the the diamond and talk a little bit about the Indians as they are fighting their way to a wild card spot. They're not going to win the division, unfortunately. And we'll talk about the road to 120 losses for the Tigers as well. So welcome into the program. We'll start first and foremost with the gridiron. And we will start first and foremost with the National Football League. Last night's game, Thursday night football, was the Tennessee Titans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. got a chance to watch a a little bit of the game. And um, if you want to talk about why... Thursday night is not successful Why schedule games In the AFC South AFC South NFC South These teams are absolutely atrocious And this game Was the clear cut choice Because it was atrocious Absolutely atrocious You have a Tennessee team That's Absolutely, you know, in a rebuilding mode. Jacksonville, I mean, no Nick Foles. Injured in this game. But yet, it somehow came out to being a pretty good game. Even though the driving rain, the unsatisfied condition, and the breakdown of penalties in this game, which is absolutely atrocious. Thursday night football... Should never have an AFC Should be have a marquee matchup. Should be one of the marquee matchups. You get four marquee games in this NFL season: Thursday night, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. Excuse me, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, and Monday night football. Do you really think that Tennessee and Jacksonville is a marquee game? If you're in the South, AFC South, then yes, it is. Because you want to see how, if it's going to move the Colts up, if it's going to move the Texans up. But this game was penalty-driven, absolutely disgusting. As Jacksonville beat Tennessee 20-7 in the game. Mariota, 23 for 40, 304 yards in the game. Derrick Henry, 17 touches for 44 yards, 1 TD in the game. Humphreys, for Tennessee, 6 catches, 93 yards, no TDs in the game. Sharp, two catches, 70 yards, no TDs in the game. Walker, seven catches, 64 yards, no TDs in the game. Uh, Gardner Minshew, the new quarterback, the starting quarterback now for the Jacksonville Jaguars, had a decent game, 20 for 30, 204 yards, two TDs in the game. Leonard Fournette, 15 carries for 66 yards, no TDs in the game. For the receiving core for Jacksonville, they have four catches for 76 yards, one TD for Derek Clark. Westbrook, 5 catches, 46 yards, no TDs in the game. O'Shuron, 2 catches, 18 yards, 1 TD in the game. Here's why I say it's, it was a terrible game. Here's the breakdown. penalties alone. Tennessee had 9 penalties for 101 yards. That breaks up so much of the game floor when it comes to it. Between the two teams, they had a total of 13 penalties for 131 yards. Jacksonville had 4 penalties for 30 yards. Total yardage looks like this. Jacksonville, 292 yards of total offense. Uh, 204 through the air, 88 on the ground. For Tennessee, they had 340 yards of total offense. 249 through the air, 91 on the ground. Both uh, Tennessee turned over the ball once. They also led in possession at 35 minutes and 16 seconds. Um, on third down, Tennessee was 8 for 17. Jacksonville, 2 for 11. So that's, that is your... Quite in a quote-unquote appetizer for this upcoming week. The Lions, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to perform against the Eagles as well as the Browns. And speaking of a Brown, Antonio Brown, and he has been let go by the New England Patriots. They cut him off because of the allegations of the of uh, a second woman coming out for rape, as uh. Yeah, this is this is not good for him. This is really not good for him. And I'm glad that the the Patriots finally realize this man is a cancer to football and they got to get rid of him. Uh David Njoku is out in this game for the Browns on Sunday night against the Rams. We'll get to the the predictions here in just a second, of course. Uh Cam Newton is out with a foot injury against the Cardinals this upcoming Sunday as well too. So there's your fantasy update. So now For week three of the NFL season, for entertainment purposes only, here is my predictions for week three of the NFL. We've got two weeks under the belt. We kind of know what these teams are looking like, so here it goes. Week three of the NFL starts with this. The Bungles go into Ralph Wilson Stadium to battle the Buffalo Bills. Round the Bills. 1 o'clock kickoff for that one. I'll take Buffalo in the game. Miami 0-2 will head into Dallas. Clear-cut Dak will be dealing. I have Dallas beating the Miami Dolphins. Interesting matchup as the Denver Broncos head into Green Bay to tackle the Green Bay Packers. 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. I will take Green Bay in that game. 1 o'clock on CBS sees the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan coming off of the big win against Philadelphia the week before. 1-1 will take on uh, Jacoby Brissett, who is in 1-1. With the Indianapolis Colts, I'm gonna take the Falcons in this game. It, it's it could go either way. I'm gonna take Atlanta to beat Indianapolis. Kansas City two and o will take on a Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Both teams two and Kansas City, I think with Mahomes is there with Mahomes there. I'm gonna take the Chiefs in this game. Oakland heads into uh U F uh U S B- U S Stadium. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. I will take the Vikings. Skull, my friends. Skull over the Oakland Raiders. The Patriots head back to Foxborough 2-0 as they battle the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. And I'm going to say it right here with no, with no Trevor Simeon on the helm. I'm going to take the Patriots in that game. Uh, Carolina heads into Arizona. Carolina 0-2, Arizona 0-1-1 overall. 4-0-5 kickoff for that one. I'll take Larry Fitzgerald and the Arizona Cardinals to get their first win of the season. The G-men head down to Tampa. No Eli Manning to start this game as Jameis Winston for the... the, um, for the Buccaneers, we'll start for for Tampa. No Eli. Gimme Tampa. Tampa in the game. The Chargers are at home. They'll take on the Houston Texans. It's a 425 kickoff for that one. I will take the Chargers in that one to go two and one over the the Texans. San Francisco hosts the Pittsburgh. Steelers Pittsburgh 0 and 2. This is where I think they're going to get their first one. I think Jimmy G is pretty good, but I don't think he's quite good enough. I will take New Orleans I will take San Francisco to lose to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh gets their first one of the season. New Orleans heads into Seattle to take on the the 12th man and the Seahawks. Drew Brees 1 and 1. Seattle 2 and 0. 425 kickoff for that one. I will, oh, and no Drew Brees, by the way. So, I, it's plain and simple. I'll take Seattle in the game. No Drew Brees, Seattle in the game. Monday Night Football sees this. The Washington Football Club hosting the Bears. Eight fifteen 15 kickoff this upcoming Monday. I'll take the Bears to take down the Washington Football Club, which sets up the two local teams. And we'll start first and foremost with the 1 o'clock kickoff as the, the 1-0-1 Detroit Lions head into Lincoln Federal, uh, uh, Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia to take on the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, 1 o'clock kickoff. I said at the beginning of the season this is a loss. I'm going to stick with it. I think the Eagles will beat the Lions. This week, and the Lions will go one and two to start the first three, the first quarter. I mean, the first almost towards the end of the first quarter of this season. So the Lions to lose to the Eagles this week at Lincoln Financial Field, and this sets up the Sunday night game, as it will be the L.A. Rams two and zero taking on Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham Jr., Javaris Landry, Miles Garrett, Freddie Kitchens, and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns getting a second game on the primetime stage. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Good game. I said at the beginning of the season that the Rams will probably beat the, if the Browns can beat the Rams here, they are for real. No Big Ben. Oh, yeah, and I'll go back to something here in just a second after I make my pick on the Browns and the Rams. Because I might resent my pick on something. Give me the Browns to beat the Rams. I'll take the Browns to beat the Rams by closer than the experts think. I will take the Browns to beat the Rams. And like I said, my pick before I'm going to change my pick. I'm going to take San Francisco to beat Pittsburgh. No Ben Roethlisberger in the game. He's out for the rest of the season. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to take Jimmy G then and the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, We'll have week three underneath the books. Monday's edition of uh, excuse me, Tuesday's edition of All Andy Alford will recap week one, week three of the NFL season for you, and you'll hear my expert's opinion on what is happening with the Lions as you and the Browns as you are listening to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. Whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you are listening, thank you so much for tuning in to the pro- podcast. And now. Let's hit the diamond and let's talk a little baseball because a surprising stat between the Indians and the Tigers this season. So 17-1. and one. That is the overall record for the Indians over the Detroit Tigers this season. The Tigers only getting one win out of the series. Against the Indians. Unbelievable. Detroit coming off of their four games homestand with the Baltimore Orioles. After they split the series. Went into Cleveland. As the race to 120 continues for the Detroit Tigers. As they lost game one of the series to the Cleveland Indians by a score of 7-2. Polanco the winning goes to 7-4 with a four point. 3 4 ERA. Reiniger, the loss. He goes to 0 3 with a 9.00 EOL. ERA, excuse me. Dua Lugo, his sixth home run of the season. Austin Mercado, his 12th of the season. For the Indians in the game, Pluko went six innings strong, four hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, one walk, six strikeouts. He gave up the home run to Lugo in the game. Reiniger. Went two innings pitch, five hits, four runs. All four were earned. One walk, two strikeouts, and one home run. The home run he gave up to Austin Mercado time of the game. Two hours and 56 minutes, 19,106 were in attendance for that game. So the Tigers losing game one of the series they needed to win. The Indians continued to roll through the Tigers as they beat them in extra innings. From Yasiel Puig hitting the walk-off single to bring in the winning run as the Indians, in extras, win over the Detroit Tigers by a score of 2-1. Climber the one, he goes to 6-3 with a 4.20 ERA. Sistro, the loss, he goes to 0-4 with a 4.18 ERA. Looking at the box score in this one, Cervelli started the game for the Tribe he went seven and two thirds innings. He had four hits, one run. That one run was earned. One walk, four strikeouts of the game. His ERA, a 1.82. ERA for the Tigers in the game. It was Jacob Turnbull. Five hits, five innings pitch, six hits, one run. That run was earned. No walks, eight strikeouts. A better outing for him is ERA now a four point six six in the game. Time of the game poor speed. Two hours and forty-five minutes. Fifteen thousand eight hundred and twenty-eight were in attendance for Wednesday night's ballgame, the concluding game of the series. Saw the Tigers being shut out by the Indians and swept by the Tribe by a score of seven to nothing. Daniel Norris, the loss, he goes to three and thirteen with a four point five eight ERA. Mike Clevenger, the win, he goes to twelve and three with a two point five four ERA. Uh, Reyes homering for the Tribe in the game, his thirty-fifth of the season for the Tribe in the game. It was Clevenger on the mound, perfect. A gem of a ball game for him. Six-inning pitch, seven hits, no runs, though, and none earned. One walk, six strikeouts. His ERA now, a 2.54 ERA. For the Tigers in the game, it was, like I said, Daniel Norris starting on the hill. He went three innings pitch, three hits, one run. That run was earned. No walks, one strikeout of the game. But Drew Verhagen getting absolutely rocked in the game. He won an inning and a third pitch. Seven hits, six runs. All six were earned. Two walks. He gave up the home run to Reyes in the game, so Detroit loses to the Tribe. Now they'll head home to finish up the home season of their schedule for three games against the White Sox and three games against the Twins before heading to the South Side to finish up four games in three days with the Pale Hose. the The Tigers are in action as we speak. Against the White Sox as we're doing this podcast tonight, actually has just gone final. The Tigers absolutely imploded again in this game against the White Sox by a score of ten to one. Cease the win; he goes to four and seven with a five point seven nine ERA. Zimmerman the loss; his twelfth loss of the season. He is one and twelve with a six point eight five ERA. Uh, Marcada, his 24th home run of the season. Jimenez, his 29th for the for the Pale Hose. In the game, Zimmerman, three and two thirds inning pitch. He gave up 11 hits, nine runs, all nine earned. One walk, six strikeouts. He gave up the two home runs in the damn game. This guy doesn't have it anymore. Outright release him at the end of this season. Get rid of him. Dump his ass like a prom date, my friends. Cease to win. He goes to 4-7 and seven with a ERA now. He went six innings, pitched five hits, one run. That run was earned. Two walks, eight strikeouts in the game. 15,265 went through the turnstiles. A total of three hours and 14 minutes took to play the game tonight. Absolutely embarrassing. Embarrassing. Embarrassing! Now, we were talking... Uh, a bunch of us were talking on some of the snap on on on, on text messages back and forth. My old broadcast partner, Nick DeVera, myself, and my other cousin, were all chatting about Ron Gardenhire and the situation with the Tigers. And we'll get to the Indians here in just a second, of course. The Indians were playing Philadelphia. We'll get to that in just a second. I don't know about you. But I'm sick of guarding. Throwing out the same damn guys, not letting the young kids get a chance. I mean, look at Zimmerman. Absolutely atrocious. Can't find the plate to save his life when it comes to throwing a pitch. And when he does find the plate, they usually make contact. 82% of the time he hits it over the plate, the opposition is making contact with it. That is absolutely ridiculous. This tiger team is absolutely heroically and absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible from top to bottom. I blame Garden Hire. I blame the staff. I blame the players. I blame management for this. Something's gonna have to happen. And I and I'll say it right now. I will absolutely say it right now. I think they need to do a whole shake-up in Detroit. It needs to be done from top to bottom. The Illiches have to wake up and just gut the system. Because it's been gutted, it's been cleaned, it's been picked through. We need a new bait, we need new catches, we need a new leadership at the top of the list. Because it's not cutting it. It is not cutting it anymore. And I am sick and tired of it. Another season of us not making the postseason. Another season of embarrassment. And for the second time in my lifetime, I'm going to have two teams in my lifetime as a Tiger fan, that I could say that I had over 110 losses. It's a damn joke. Absolutely from top to bottom. And if the Illiches don't do anything about this over the winter, I swear to God, I I am jumping the bandwagon, and I will head down I-75, and I will head all the way down to the Queen Cities, and I will root for the Cincinnati Reds. If they don't get the job done and get this team figured out. Cabrera is on his last legs. He's like a horse that doesn't want to give up. A rotation that is that a little league team can be better at. A group of hitters that swing on the first pitch. You never swing on the first pitch even if it's close to where it's going to be a strike. So you know where the umpire is calling a ball and a strike. This is a damn joke of a team. I thought I was looking at the Marlins on the field. And the Marlins are terrible. I mean, hell, Dave Dombrowski drove them to the ground. He's driving the tight. He drove the Tigers into the ground. He's driving the the Red Sox into the ground. The man is a cancer when it comes to baseball, and he should never, ever, ever get a front office position. Never. The man is a joke. And now you've got. Alvila running the team for another two years. why? Why in God's name would you give this creep a, another contract extension? I blame him, I blame Dave Nombrowski, I blame the coaching staff, I blame Ron Gardenhire, and I blame but I blame more and more towards the front office staff. not making the key moves, dumping the future of this team for what? For what? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The Tigers are losing fans left and right. And I might be the next one to go. I'm not a, a, a fair weather Tiger fan. I sat through 119 losses. I've sit through the years that when they made the pilot, the pennant. I have sat through and watched four game sweeps to the Giants, a six game beat to the Cardinals, a five, a three game sweep against the Orioles. I have sit through the Allen Trammel years. I have sinned to the great Jim Leland years. I started rooting for this team back at Tiger Stadium when Tony Clark, Bobby Higginson, Damian Easley, Dean Palmer, Todd Jones, when he was young, good pitcher, Todd Jones. I was rooting for this Tiger team back in the 90s. I grew up at Tiger Stadium in 97 and 98. When they moved downtown it broke my heart. Cuz that ballpark was absolutely beautiful. Good seats at good prices to watch, you know, even though it's crappy baseball. It brought, you know, joy to my life. Never got a chance to go up to Comerica Park until I was 16 years old when I saw the Tigers battle it out with the White Sox with my cousin my two cousins my cousin in law and his brother his cousin excuse me First opportunity to look at go inside Comerica Park it was absolutely gorgeous I was wondering why in God's name it took me forever to get into this ballpark And the names that were great with them, Maglio Ordonez, Ivan Pudge Rodriguez, Ian Kinsler, Placido Polanco, Curtis Granderson, Craig Monroe, Marcus Thames, Prince Fielder. And the rotation of the one young Justin Verlander. Kenny Rogers. I'm the (laughs) staff. These were great players. And they were gutted. This team was gutted. And if I was a Tiger fan to see this. My grandmother would be rolling over in her grave. It's probably rolling over in her grave right now because of how bad this team is. She passed away three days after they signed Prince Fielder to a contract. I was remember telling her at her bedside that the Tigers are going to win. And maybe I get a chance to see them win a World Series. But the way that this franchise is now, it's going to be long, long days in Tiger Town. It really will be. Sorry for going on a little bit of a rant there, but I'm just sick and tired of losing baseball with the Tigers. Absolutely sick and tired of it. They'll continue this. Three-game swing with the pale hose from the south side of Chicago tomorrow. 6-10 start time. Alexander on the hill for the Tigers. He's 1-3 with a 4.87 ERA. Nova will start for the the White Sox. He's 10-12 with a 4.83 ERA. 6-10 start time for that one. The concluding game Sunday sees them throwing out Josh Boyd on the hill. 8-11. With a 4.54 ERA. Lopez will start for the pale hose. He's 9-14 with a 5.44 ERA. One ten start time for that one. You can watch all the games either on Fox Sports Detroit, uh, uh, Comcast, uh, not Comcast, but NBC Sports, uh, South Chicago, and WGN on Sunday. The concluding game of the home season for the Tigers, sees three games against Minnesota. Both teams have not yet named starters for the games. We'll get you those starters for you guys on Tuesday for the final home stand, final game, three games for the Tigers. And then they'll head to the south side to end the season. Speaking of the Indians, the Indians welcomed in the Philadelphia Phillies in for a three-game series, the final three-game series at home for the for the Indians this season and they get the win over the Phillies by a score of 5 to 2. Shane Bieber on the hill. He goes to 15 and 7 with a 3.23 ERA. Drew Smiley, the loss. He goes to one four and seven with a six point four four ERA. Cookie Carrasco getting the save in the game, his first save of the season. For Bieber in the game, a gem of a ball game. Seven and a third, seven hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned. One walk, seven strikeouts in the game. Carrasco ending at a third pitch, one walk, no strikeouts, no home runs. No hits, no runs, and none earned. For Philadelphia in the game, Drew Smiley, the loss, he pitched two innings pitch. He had five hits, four runs. All four runs were earned. Three walks, no strikeouts, and no home runs of the game. Time of the game, three hours, one minute, 26,329 in attendance for that one at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario in downtown Cleveland. The concluding game of the homestand sees this. Vargas on the hill for the Phillies. He's 6-8 with a 4.48 ERA. He'll take on Polisek, who's 8-6 with a 3.64 ERA. Game time, 7-10. You can watch that game on Fox Sports time Ohio or FS1 or NBC Sports Pennsylvania or FS1 for that one as well. The concluding game Sunday is, as follow, Plunko on the hill, 7-4 with a 4.34 ERA. They'll take on Vlasquez who is seven and seven with a four point eight nine ERA that game on ESPN 637 start time for that one. The Indians will be off on Monday. They'll open up a three-game series with the South Siders. Both teams have not yet named starters for that one. And here's an interesting stat interesting note for this one with the browns playing at 8:10 and the indians playing at 6:37 the national page will be all over cleveland for those for that 4 hour window you have the indians that start at 6:37 the the browns will start at approximately 8:20 at one time at one time between 8:20 to 8:30 to 8:30 or 8:45 You will have the national page all over Cleveland, Ohio when it comes to baseball and football. That's an interesting fact for you right there. And a lot of fans are upset over this um, because you have season ticket holders for the Browns that are also season ticket holders for the Indians and vice versa. And they want to do both, but they can't because... Both teams are playing on the national page. We'll see how it goes. As you're listening to all Andy for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it's whether on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. Let's continue to talk a little baseball, and let's go over the standings, and we have some teams that have clinched their ticket to the postseason. So looking at the standings going into tonight's play, of course, with the Indians winning tonight, and right now at check right now as we're doing this podcast at around 1045, uh, the Twins were a winner tonight, 4-3 over the Kansas City Royals. Here's the updated standings. Minnesota is in first place with a record of 95-59, Cleveland 91-63, four games out of a out of first place in the division, the White Sox 68 and 86, 27 and a half games out of first place, Kansas City 56 and 99, 39 and a half games out of first place. And after the loss tonight, the Tigers are now 45 and 108, 49 and a half games out of first place. In the American League East, it is pretty much a wrap. The Yankees with 100 wins this season at 155 Tampa Bay 91 and 63 are eliminated at 8.5 games out. Boston, 80 and 73, 19 games out of first place. Toronto, 63 and 91, 36.5 games out of first place. And Baltimore, 50 and 104, 49.5 games out of first place. Oakland loses to Oakland was playing tonight against the Rangers. They're up 5-0 right now, starting in the fifth inning. But it is the Houston Astros. hundred and one and fifty-three have clinched a playoff spot, and they're holding strong in the American League West in first place. Oakland, a game away from being eliminated from the from the division, at ninety-two and sixty-one, eight and a half games out of first place. Texas, seventy-four and seventy-nine, twenty-six and a half games out. The Angels of Anaheim are sixty-nine and eighty-five, thirty-two and a half games out of thirty-two games out of a wild card out of first place. Seattle 69 and 89, 36 games out of first place. Senior circuit looks like this is pretty much a wrap now. Atlanta has won the, their division with a record of 95 and 60. Washington 84 and 68, 9.5 games out of first place. The Mets 80 and 73, 14 games out. Philadelphia with their loss tonight are 78-74, 15 and a half games out. And the Marlins are 53 and 141 games out of first place. The West was won by the Dodgers at a record of 98 and 55. The, Air, the Arizona Diamondbacks at 78 and 75, 20 games out of first place San Francisco 74 and 80, 24 and a half games out. The Padres at 69 and 84, 29 games out of first place, and the Rockies at 66 and 87, 32 and a half, 32 games out of first place. The senior circuit Central Division looks like this. The Cubs are fading. They are fading fast. If I'm a Cub fan, I am very, very worried now. Seattle, 80 is not Seattle, but St. Louis is now 87 and 67 in first place. Milwaukee, three games out of first place, and six games from being eliminated from the division at 84 and 70. The Cubs, 82 and 72, five games out of first place, four games from being eliminated from the division. The Reds are 72 and 82, 15 games out of first place, and the Pirates are 65 and 89. 22 games out of first place. The wild card looks like this. The playoffs start today. The Astros will be the number one seed. The Yankees the number two. Minnesota the three. The wild card looks like this. It would be a play in game for Kent as we have a two-way tie for the bottom spot. Oakland's holding strong at 92-61. and 61, A game and a half up in the wild card spot. Cleveland holding strong. And now at the first wild card, second wild card position at 91 and 63. The Rays are 91 and 63 as well. too, So they would have to play game 162 to play in the play in game. Boston out of the playoff picture 80 and 73, 10.5 out. Texas 74 and 79, 16.5 out. The Angels are 69 and 85 out of a wild card spot. Pretty much the division. Leaders are as followed for the National League, the Senior Circuit. It will be the Dodgers getting the number one seed, Atlanta two, St. Louis three. Wild card looks like this: Washington holding strong with a game lead in the wild card at eighty four and sixty eight. Milwaukee eighty four and seventy in first spot. The Cubs two games out of a wild card spot at eighty two and seventy two. The Mets three and a half out at eighty and seventy three. Philadelphia with their loss tonight. 74 78 and 78, 74, five games out of a wild card spot, and Arizona at 78 and 75, five and a half games out of a wild card spot. So it'll be interesting to see how it's going to go down the road. Of course, games this weekend, other than the two games like we mentioned, the Yankees are at home to play the Blue Jays. The Mets are in the Queen City to battle the Reds. The big series, of course, is St. Louis in Chicago to take on the Cubs. Uh Washington holding strong. They got against the Marlins. That's got a pretty much a good game. Uh not even a good series. Tampa Bay has the 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 Red Sox at home. That'll be an interesting one to look at. And Minnesota is at home against Kansas City. And then, of course, the Athletics at home against the Texas Rangers. As you're listening to all Andy for tonight, right here on the Anchor Network. And then it's with the uh, with the either Apple Music with iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so, so much for tuning into the podcast tonight. And now let's hit the ice before we go back to the gridiron. We're one and one in preseason? It's time to sound the horn. The Jacket Recap starts right now the jackets had two games this past week one on the road and one at home as as training camp continues to run and the exhibition season is now fully underway the jackets started off at 200 West Nationwide Boulevard on Tuesday night as it was Benstrom his first. As a Columbus Blue Jacket coming over from the Swedish League. 52 seconds into the first period from, Alexan- from Alexander Texier and Seth Jones. It was 1-0 CBJ on the power play, by the way. That was their first power play goal of the season. It was 1-0 after 20 minutes of play. McCabe then scoring for the Sabres. His first of the season from Aspro. He has tied it up at one apiece before the co. Columbus born Kyle Sherwood, his first as a Columbus blue jacket. getting his first of the season from Zach Warrinsky and Brandon Dubitsky made it 2-1 CBJ and then it, after 40 minutes of play. then Sonny Milano. It's always sunny in Columbus. Barry's his first of the preseason from Riley Nash and Benstrom. It was three three-1 jackets and at the midway point of the third period then, with 18 34 to go in the third period, the Jackets, Zach Delphi puts in the empty netter from Skoloff. And the Jackets, on opening night of the preseason at Nationwide Arena, get their first win of the season by a score of 4 1. The Jackets outshot the Sabres in the game 33 29. They were better on the faceoff dot at 51% to 49%. Columbus 1 for 3 on the power play, Buffalo 0 for 3. Both teams had six minutes. Penalties. Both teams tied in hits um, in the game. The three stars of the game were Cobra Basalo. Started for the Jackets in the game. He stopped twelve of twelve before uh, Kivslicks comes in and stopped sixteen of seventeen in the game. Um, the Jackets getting the much needed win. Some of the names that you would know off the top of a head from game from from the regulars: Adam Glendenning, Zach Horinsky, Seth Jones. Brandy Dubitsky, Riley Nash, Sonny Milano, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Zach Delphi, Alexander Texiev, Dean Kukum, and of course, like I said, uh, Kyle Sherwood. So the Jackets 1-0 going into preseason game number two. They headed over into Pennsylvania, some familiar country for most Jacket fans. as the Jackets headed into Pittsburgh, and it did not start off well. For the CBJ, it was Elvis in the building. He was getting his first NHL professional start in the preseason action. Elvis stopping 17 of 18 in the game. As the Jack as he gave up the first goal at 626 in the first period, and it was one-nothing Pittsburgh from Alexander Getchyak. His first of the season from Jake Gensel and Schultz as it was 1-0 Pittsburgh after 20 minutes of play. The continuation of Sonny and, Mul- Sonny and Columbus with Sonny Milano continuing. He gets his second of the preseason. Sutherland, his first from Carlson, his first as well, and he tied this, ties the game up at one apiece. And then it was all Pittsburgh after that. Jake Gintzel, his first from Evgeny Mulkin, and Schultz, made it 2-1 Pittsburgh after 40 minutes of play. Nagare getting two goals in the game from his first from Lafferty and Boistrak, Korkoski, and Boistkowski getting him his second assist in the game and and at the end of the game Pittsburgh cruises to a 4-1 victory over the Union Blue. Pittsburgh 35 shots on net to Columbus's 28. Columbus was 46% of the faceoff dot to Pittsburgh 54%. Columbus 0 for 5 on the power play. Pittsburgh 1 for 2. Columbus had 4 minutes in penalties to Pittsburgh's 10 minutes. Columbus outhit Pittsburgh in the game 41 to 31. They also had 11 blocks to Pittsburgh's 9. And in the game, the three stars, Golchan his third was the number three star, Jake Gensel, the number two star, and Lars, the number one star overall. Like I said, Elvis was in the game. Like I said, he stopped 16 of 17. And the game has save percentage of .944. So the Jackets cruising loses their second game of the preseason schedule. Games tonight on the docket as they most of them have gone final. The Maple Leafs a three nothing win over the Sabers. St. Louis a winner four three in a sh- overtime over the Winnipeg Jets. The Lightning a three one win over the Predators. It was the Rangers losing to the Devils tonight, forty, 4-2. To the Red Wings lose to the Islanders in overtime, 4-3. It was the Calgary Flames losing to the Edmonton Oilers, 6-2. To Tomorrow on the docket, the Jackets, like I said, 2 o'clock puck drop at Nationwide Arena as they take on the Pittsburgh Penguins in the game. Um, looking at the game, some of the stats for the Jackets. Some players that will be starting tomorrow, of course, it will be Seth Jones, Scott Harrington, Zach Rowinsky, Alexander Wenberg, Cam Atkinson, Brandon Dubitsky, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Riley Nash. The Normals will start tomorrow. I um, mean, look here if he is going to start tonight. Marcus Nudovar will start, David Savard, Marco Dano. Looks like Nick Foligno will start, Josh Anderson, Kyle Sherwood will start. Uh, We'll get the final lineup card for that game tomorrow. Stick tuned to All-Andy Alfred. It looks like Corposalo will start in this game. The Jackets will have him on the starting lineup tomorrow. 2 o'clock puck drop for that one. The Leafs are in Buffalo to take on the Sabres. Vegas is in San Jose to take on the Sharks. The Boston Bruins are in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. Colorado is in Minnesota to take on the Wild. The Hurricanes are in the nation's capital. The Battle of the Capitals. New Jersey is in New Jersey to take on the New York Islanders. A rivalry renewed as the New York Rangers take on the Philadelphia Flyers. The Montreal Canadiens battle the Ottawa Senators. Florida is in Dallas to take on the Stars. Tampa Bay is in. Nashville, Arizona is in Arizona to take on the Anaheim Ducks. And Vancouver is in L.A. to take on the Kings. So preseason action in full swing. Some news and notes to pass along to you on this one. For the, in the NHL right now. Uh, of course, Dustin Bufflin meets with coach while on leave with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to, how it's going to all shake out with him. Um, uh, Danny Gerard, Dan Girard announced his retirement on Friday after 13 seasons in the NHL. Of course, Tony D'Angelo signed a one-year agreement of nine hundred twenty-five thousand dollars with the New York rangers as you're listening to all Andy for tonight right here on the anchor network whether it be on itunes spotify google Podcasts, pocket cast however you listen wherever and whenever you listen to this podcast thank you so so much for tuning into the program tonight and that was the jacket recap for you right here and uh we will now head into the gridiron as we head to the final p- segment of our show second the last segment of our show it's time for college football and the college football picks. Well, it's now time to dive onto the football field, and of course, it's time for college football picks. This is the. A lot of you wait for this for the show to pass for all, all my talking and my talking heads to get to this point of the point of the episode, and I, and I I hear all the comments on Twitter and all the. Co- And all the discussions on Facebook as well, too. And I know you all want me to just skip ahead. You always start with, Andy, you always start with the NFL. What about the college game? You talk more about college than anything else. Because I love college football. It's my favorite sport to watch. It is honestly my favorite sport to watch. And uh, it starts off with some news, of course, in the top 25 to pass along. Some sad news to report, of course. Uh, Ohio State's winner... Hopalong Cassidy has passed away. Sad to see this see this story come across the time wire. Howard Hopalong Cassidy, the 1955 Heisman Trophy winner for the Ohio State University, um, died at the age of 85. Uh, he died Friday morning in his home in Tampa, Florida. He was the starting half as the halfback for the Buckeyes from 1952 to 1955, won the Heisman Trophy as a senior by the largest margin at the time, and he was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1979 and is enshrined in the Ohio Athletic Off- and Columbus Baseball Hall of Fame. He was with the New York Yankees organization after his football career for more than 30 years. Um, This coach, legend Woody Hayes, described Cassidy as the most inspirational player I have ever seen. Cassidy's departure from Ohio, departed Ohio State as a school career leading rushing yards, all purpose yardage, and scoring. He played eight professional seasons, including seven with the Detroit Lions, and was a primary a defensive back and won the NFL championship in 1957. He is survived by his wife Barbara and his three sons Howard, Hopalong, Cassidy, Dead. At the age of eighty-five. So, looking at some of the top twenty-five games going into tonight's play, of course, you have two on the docket and one still. Two of them are still going on as we speak. Boise State up thirty to thirteen in the game. I had Boise State early on in this game. I also had USC trying to rebound against Utah. They're struggling, but they're only up by one right now at 21-20. to 20. So now, here it is. The top 25 games on the slate for tomorrow in the college football spectrum. Alabama, roll tide, Alabama, will take on Southern Missouri. Missouri Southern Missouri, 2-1 Alabama, 3-0. Oh, 12 o'clock kickoff on ESPN2. I have the Alabama Crimson Tide winning that one. 4th rank LSU heads into Vanderbilt to take on, take on Vandy, LSU, easily. Vandy's 0-2, LSU 3-0. Tennessee 1-2 will take on ninth rank Florida in the Swamp. I think this is when the Band-Aids are getting put on. I think Tennessee pulls the upset today, tonight, and beats the Florida Gators. 23rd-ranked Cal heads down to Ole Miss to battle Ole, Miss, Ole Mississippi, and Iowa. Take Cal to beat Ole Miss in the game. 8th-ranked Auburn travels down to the 12th man to Texas A&M. 3.30 kickoff on CBS. I have Auburn beating Texas A&M in that game. UCF, 15th-ranked in the country, will take on Pitt. I think UCF will beat Pitt and easily in that one. BYU will head home to battle 12th-ranked Washington before they come to Toledo to battle the Rockets. Washington, 22nd-ranked in the country, 3:30 kickoff on ABC. I will take the Huskies in that game. 25th-ranked TCU will host SMU, SMU 3-0, TCU 2-0. I'm going to take SMU in this game. SMU to beat TCU. Oregon travels down to Stanford. 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Oregon 2-1. Stanford 1-2. I think the Ducks will continue their run on that one. Old Dominion University 1-1 will travel to battle the Cavaliers of Virginia. Virginia 3-0 overall. I said I'll have Virginia easily in that one. Number one ranked the Clemson Tigers 3-0 overall will battle Charlotte. University Charlotte 2-1. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good game in this one. I think easily Clemson. With the win on that one, the cap on the nightcaps look like this. The Saturday night game on ABC, 12th ranked Texas will welcome in Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State 3 and 0, Texas 2 1. I have Oklahoma State beating Texas in that one. 24th ranked uh, Arizona State University 3 and 0 taking on Colorado, who is 2 1. I'll take Arizona State in that one. Washington State University, 3-0, taking on Cal uh, UCLA. University of California, Los Angeles, 0-3. I'll take the Cougars in that game, which sets up the night cap on, eight, on CBS, 8 o'clock. In the hedges, third-ranked Georgia welcomes in seventh-ranked Notre Dame. This is going to be a... Slugfest, folks. I only see a combined 40 points in this game. 40, 42 at the most. And I'll say it right now. I'll take the Fighting Irish to beat the Bulldogs in the hedges. Georgia's a good team this year, but Notre Dame, I think they're ready for this. I will take Notre Dame. In this game, looking at the Big Ten schedule, it looks like this. But before we get to the local teams, Indiana faces UConn, UConn 1 and 1, Indiana 2 and 1. I will take the Hoosiers in that game. Boston College travels to Rutgers, Boston College 2 and 1, Rutgers 1 and 1. I will take Rutgers in that game. Nebraska opens up Big Ten play as they face Lovey Smith in the fighting Illini. Both teams 2 and 1. And this game is in. Champagne to take in the fighting Illini. I will take the Illini in the game. Michigan State heads into Northwestern. 12 o'clock kickoff on ABC. Michigan State an 8.5 point favorite in this game. I will take Sparty to beat Northwestern in the game. So that sets up more of the local teams. And we'll start with Miami of Ohio. We'll travel into the Horseshoe at 3.30 And the Big Ten Network to battle the 6th-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Cupgate game for the Buckeyes. 56 points easily. Ohio State to beat Miami of Ohio. 11th-ranked Michigan. Michigan travels to Madison, Wisconsin. To battle 13th-ranked Wisconsin. A noon kickoff for that one on Fox. Gus Johnson the call. Wisconsin is the favored by three points in this game. I will take the Badgers to beat Michigan. And this will then put Harbaugh on the clock. That seat is going to be hot, my friends. And if you're looking at their schedule going forward after this Wisconsin game... And they're not favored in this game by three. I told you this, too. They're 2-0 and o overall. Here is their schedule after the Wisconsin game. We'll make mention of this again. They will host, then, Rutgers. They will then host Iowa. They will travel to Champaign before they go to Penn State. And then, then they welcome in Notre Dame. On the road at Maryland, back home to play Michigan to Michigan State. A chump game on the road against Indiana. And then they welcome in Ohio State to end the season. They gotta make it up here. If they have if they win this game, the key thing for them is that they can't they have to score first. They cannot let Wisconsin dictate the game. And they cannot let them run them up and down the field. They cannot. They cannot have that happen. So we'll see what happens. Noon kickoff on Fox. Gus Johnson on the call for that one. And now it's time to talk about the Mid-American Conference. Large slate of games. And we'll start off first and foremost with Western Michigan. They'll travel to... Dino Babers and the Syracuse Orange, Western Michigan two and one, Syracuse one and two. I think the Orange will get back onto the winning page after their loss against Clemson. I will take Syracuse to beat Western Michigan in that one. The Raging Cajuns, the Louisiana Lafayette two and one, will head into Athens to battle the Ohio Bobcats. The Bobcats one and two overall. I think the Bobcats will be two and two at the end of the se- end of this game. I think Ohio with the win over. Uh, the Raging Cajuns. Troy heads into Akron. Akron 0 and 3 overall. Troy 1 and 1. I'm going to take the Trojans of Troy to beat Akron in the game. Uh, Coastal uh, CCSU travels up to Eastern Michigan. CCSU 3 and 0 overall. Eastern Michigan 2 and 1 overall. They're uh, an FBS school. I'll take Eastern Michigan in that one. Temple heads into Buffalo. 3.30 kickoff on ESPNU. Temple favored in the game, 14.5 points. I will take those that, that point spread, but I will take Buffalo to win it out in that game. Miami, Florida hosts Central Michigan. 4 o'clock kickoff on the ACC network. Central Michigan 2-1, one, Miami 1-2. One Miami is favored in the game by 29.5 points. I will take the Hurricanes in that game. Ball State heads into North Carolina State. 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPNU. North Carolina State 2 and 1 overall. Ball State 1 and 2. I'll take North Carolina State in that game. Toledo. And this sets up the local th- games. First and foremost, Toledo heads out to Colorado State. Colorado State 1 and 2 overall. Toledo 1 and 1 overall. Toledo is favored in this game by 9 points. 10 15 kickoff on ESPN 2. I'm taking Colorado State in this game. I think Colorado State's up for this one. I think they can get go back to 500. I think Ohio, uh, Toledo can go will fall to one and two before their BYU game upcoming. What sets up this 3:30 kickoff, my friends? A big game in the state of Ohio. What sets up this 3:30 kickoff in Ohio? The 1-2 Kent State Golden Flashes coming into this game against the 1-2 Bowling Green State University Falcons. BG in the game coming off with the loss to Louisiana Tech on homecoming. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Crumb, the, the leading passer for... Kent State, he's 35 for 55, 387 yards, two TDs in the game. Their leading rusher is Shaw with 39 touches for 169 yards. The key is to control Shaw throughout this game and not let McCoy get open as much as possible. He has 13 receptions for 239 yards. He has three touchdowns this season. Ken, Darius Wade get into the swing of things in this game. He has 44 for 69, 44, 48 for 89, excuse me, 503 yards, three touchdowns, one interception this season. Will we see Andrew Claire come into this game and make an impact? Jones is your leading rusher right now for Bowling Green. He has 37 carries for 171 yards. And can Wade and Morris connect more and more Because after all, Morris only has 12 receptions for 171 yards and two TDs this season. Kent State is favored in this game, folks. By 12 points. 12 points in this game. This is the first MAC game for Scott Leffler. And an opportunity to get a win before going into the bye. Because after this, it's two tough games at Notre Dame and at home against Toledo. You don't want to be one in three going into your bye, an even 500 would be best. I will take Bowling Green in this game to beat the spread and to beat Kent State. It'll be interesting to see how it happens. 3.30 kickoff at game on ESPN3. So if you have uh, the ESPN app or if you have it on your fire stick like I do, you can watch this game. Michael Ray guy on the call for that game. As you're listening to all Andy offered tonight, right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, however you're listening, wherever, and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the program. It's time for Andy Rance and for some housekeeping to pass along to you guys right here on the program. So it's now time for Andy Rance. And first and foremost, I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast this evening. And if you haven't hit our subscribe button yet, then what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network. And like I mentioned before, I do apologize for not doing a Falcon Friday edition of this program for you tonight on the program. Uh, like I said, our our system went down this afternoon. Um, we're in the process of getting it all fixed away. The parts have been ordered. It's been shipped out. Um, we'll have everything all situated and set up for you guys On come next Falcon Friday for for our for not this upcoming Falcon Friday we'll all be having one this upcoming week with BG having the buy. We will, however, have one on the fourth of October as BG then will go into the Irish grounds to battle Notre Dame in South Bend. We'll preview that game. We're gonna preview that game for two weeks straight, folks. But we'll still do a we'll still do a a Friday show, of course, to get you set up for the college football week ahead, and to also preview the the Toledo BYU game because that's going to be a very very interesting game to see, say the least. And so, with that in mind, the process is of this: um, we have the parts ordered. We'll have we'll have another Falcon Friday show for you guys. But on the twelfth of October. Alling in the Alfred invades the doit. Yes. Uh, we take the doit as we will be at the tailgate lots for the BGUT football game. The game has not yet been decided on time. And, again, let's keep it going with the hashtag college game day to, bowl, to BG for this big game. I would love to see this. I would absolutely love to see game day come to Bowling Green. For for a game for this game day, and it would be an it be an honor to be a part of it. For them, um, the game time has not yet been decided. Uh, tickets are still available for this game too. Um, uh, but yes, all Andy Elfer will be in the tailgate lots for that game. We'll be having cornhole. We'll have some we'll have some hamburgers and bratwurst and some chips and some drinks and you can sit and relax. We'll do the podcast live from the tailgate lot to get you set up for the football game. Uh, yours truly, of course. Uh, we'll also have old man Ziggy there, of course. Uh, Lucas Sigerson will be there, as well as a few other guests to pass along as you'll, we'll, we'll preview the game, and we'll talk all about it. Of course, it sets up the big week, of course. Next, the next two weeks are going to be big for this podcast And that's why I'm going to get to Andy Rantz here in just a second. The fact that this season is of this podcast has been going is because of you, the fans. And I thank you so, so much for this. This tailgate that we're going to be having is a special thanks to you. For your continuous support, your continuous generosity to pass this podcast along and to give a voice to the voiceless. Because if it wasn't for you guys, it would just be an idiot like me, it'd just be an idiot myself talking to a bunch of talking to a bunch of nobodies. I'm absolutely truly blessed and thankful for the opportunity that the Anchor Network has given me and for the 11 seasons of doing this podcast. I'm not retiring. I'm not going away. I just want to step aside and say thank you. I'm truly, truly blessed to have great friends, a great family, a loving and compatible fiance that absolutely loves talking sports as much as I do. And is just the world to me. And I love you, Amanda. And with that in mind, it's going to be interesting to see the next two weeks of this podcast grow. Because, of course, next week we won't have another Falcon Friday show because of EG on the Pi. But the following week, it is a busy week for us. Thursday... The Tuesday. We'll have a regular edition of Valling Eighty Alfred and we will have the NHL preview edition of the podcast. We'll get you set up for opening night, which is the next night, Wednesday, the third of excuse me, the second of October for opening night. Of the NHL season. The jackets open up Friday. October the 4th, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We will do a special edition of All-A-D-L offered that Thursday to get you set up for opening night, Friday night. And, of course, we will also do the Falcon Friday usual show thurs- from Friday to Thursday to get you set for the big Notre Dame game. We will also have a special edition of all that Thurs that f- that Saturday night after the game for post-game comments and interviews, which then sets up the rivalry week as Bowling Green welcomes in Toledo for the 100th anniversary game for this university. It'll be interesting to see how this team will step up to the plate. And, of course, we'll be on, we'll be on deck and ready for you guys. So that's some housekeeping for you guys going forward right here on the All-Andy Offer Network. And it's time for Andy Rantz. To not give us enough credit is an an understatement. A lot of you fans and a lot of you in the media have bashed this Blue Jackets team. Don't think that they're going to be ready for this upcoming season. The loss of Panarin and the loss of Pabroski and Matt Duchesne are going to hurt us. But the amount of talent that we have in the farm system... I believe, is there. Jonas Corposalo is our number one goaltender. And Elvis is number two, in my opinion. But training camp will tell us who's going to make the team, the 20-man roster. Who's going to be the dark horse? And who is going to be wearing the Union blue on opening night against the Toronto Maple Leafs? We shall see. Early estimations look like Sonny Milano might make this team. He's already got two goals in the preseason. But don't count the jackets out, my friends. Because we're ready. And we're ready to carry the flag. Hopefully, to the next step in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's going to wrap it up for all ADL for tonight, right here on the Anchor Network. We will be back on Tuesday for another edition of All Andy Alford Right Here. But until then, this is Andy Alford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you were for at home, and to my teams, Go Jackets! The road to 120, Tigers. Let's make it happen. Let's go, Indians! Keep on winning! Go, Buckeyes! Go, Badgers! And especially, go, Falcons! Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. I will talk to you guys on Tuesday for another edition of All I the Offer. And Go Lions and go Browns. Love you. Talk to you guys then. Follow Andy on Twitter. It is at allandyalfred. It is at allandyalfred and on Facebook.com/slash allandyalfred. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Alfred Network, powered by Anchor.